Oh, God. 
Shalom, 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 people of God. You're welcome. God bless you for connecting today. It's a blessing to be listening right now because of many places you would have been, of many things you could have been doing, possibly. You are here. You have entered by the gates of righteousness. David said, Our daddy David said in the Bible, he said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Hallelujah. Whenever we show up in Zion like this, we've come to the source of our strength. We've come to our help and our helper. Our Father, our Lord, our Commander-in-Chief. 
the one who is able to perform all things for us. Without him, we are nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. The Lord is our strength and our song. And he's become our salvation. Hallelujah. We are alive because he kept us. You were able to go through that situation because he kept you. You hear this voice today because God has been merciful to me. There are times that God chastened us so and yet he didn't give us over unto death or to the hands of our enemies. So we can say, open to me the gates of righteousness and I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. Beloved, Bible says that this gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, Psalm 118 verse 20, even as you've entered into this gate, you've entered into the house of God by these gates. This gate of righteousness and his mercy. You want to lift your voice. As always, I may be using the same statement day after day. But it's not a ritual. It's not a ritual. It's not a ritual. You want to offer unto God your sincerest most heartfelt lasting gratitude just lift your voice lift your heart bless the name of the Lord the psalmist said I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and had become my salvation some of us have come from some of the most indescribable situations some of the most the, the, the most remotest families I'm using remote in a certain sense not being recognized not having a good thing to testify of and yet the stone which the builders refused has become the head of the corner this is the Lord's doing it is marvelous in our eyes it is marvelous in our eyes. You want to lift your voice. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercies endure forever. His mercies endure forever. He is our God. He is our God. Let's give him thanks. Let's give him thanks. Give him thanks for deliverance. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Father, I bless you. Everlasting Father, oh no I give him praise. I give him praise. Thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. Thank you for deliverance. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, O oh God, for your sustenance. Thank you for mercies, Lord, that has brought us this far. 
without you where would we have been lord once again even as we enter into your presence as we come to your presence corporately and even in our hearts by the gates of righteousness we acknowledge your faithfulness we acknowledge your faithfulness we acknowledge your faithfulness lord we acknowledge your faithfulness we acknowledge your faithfulness oh you alone are holy you alone are god you alone are true you alone are faithful oh god i love you lord you make me strong. You are the bedrock under my feet. Hey, the rock in the castle in which I live. My God, the high cry. Hey, though I run for dear life, hiding behind the boulders. Hey, set me the granite hideout. Hey, Moka Palatai. Lord, I bless you. Bless you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for victories in battle. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O God, for deliverance. For your healing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for the support. In the name of Jesus. Hey, Lord, we come to call unto you once again. Best friend, my best friend. that it is better to trust in the Lord, no matter your situation, no matter what how things are going in your life irrespective of the direction irrespective of the direction or the trajectory that your life has taken once you know you still have jesus in your boat it is better to put your trust in the lord than to put confidence in a man or in princes it is better to trust in the lord than to put confidence in princes hallelujah because he is on your side he is on your side. Hallelujah. In the house of my father forever. And I will dwell in the house of my father forever. And I will dwell in the house of my father forever. And I will dwell in the house of my father forever. In the house of my father forever. Psalm 24. Psalm 24. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Bible says, he, he, he that hath clean hands and a, a pure heart, and has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? Bible says that, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Psalm 1, verse 1. Nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the sinful. The Bible says that, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Hallelujah. Cleanliness, uprightness before God is a great thing. The Bible says, godliness with contentment is great gain. And to be able to ascend into the hill of the Lord. For every encounter we are desiring, for every blessing we are desiring, 
for the fellowship of oneness with him bible says that it is required of us to be able to ascend into his hill to stand in his holy place the description of the place is a holy place so the hill of the lord is a holy place hallelujah and he says that the qualification is to have our hands cleaned and our hearts purified so in james was clean your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double-minded then he says who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully bible says that after we've qualified ourselves by allowing the inward working and the outward working of the the blood of jesus because you are his purchased possession we now we shall now receive the blessing from the lord and the righteousness from the god of our salvation hallelujah so don't lift your voice you're saying daddy god almighty father cleanse me god bless god bless you you want to say lord cleanse me father purify my heart purify my motives any dividedness in my heart divisions of my heart double-mindedness of my heart lord in the name of jesus in this place by your spirit and forgiveness of sin synchronize synchronize all of the divisions in my heart make them one and let them become a longing for you and you alone in the name of jesus forgive me forgive me for sharing the space of my heart lord with idols with with people who don't qualify in the name of jesus lord cleanse my hands make it only for yours in the name of jesus purify my heart cleanse my hands from every form of illness every form of wrong deeds or activities or things that i have touched and by so doing defiled my temple my body is your temple in the name of jesus i have come boldly lord we have for your throne of grace hey to obtain mercy to find grace to help in this time of need in the name of jesus lord oh god oh god help us help us lord i plead for cleansing her your word says oh god if we say we have no sin hey makona mataya we are liars and the truth is not in us lord oh god as we present ourselves before your throne as we ascend into your hill this evening in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray cleanse our hands and purify our hearts oh god anywhere anywhere we have lifted up our souls unto vanity by the blood of the lord jesus shed on calvary's cross for the remission of sins lord we receive forgiveness we receive cleansing we ask that you cleanse us through and through sanctify us and set us apart holy unto yourself in the name of jesus lord cleanse me create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me i thank you lord i thank you lord i thank you jesus thank you holy spirit in the name of jesus in the name of jesus It is time to call on the Spirit. It is time to call on the Holy Spirit to draw strength from Him, to release our mysteries. Even as we tell the Holy Spirit that Lord, precious Holy Ghost, 
help our infirmities to die tonight. Take preeminence, lead the way, enlarge our feet, building us capacity, even as we speak in the language of the Spirit, capacity to receive from you. Even as we pray in the language of the Spirit, Karabadosh. Libra Hados, Kabini Mikatale, Lata Semeneko Bahaswapa, and if I yourself rise like an elephant, rise like an elephant, it's time to grow, it's time to extend yourself, rise like an elephant, Marco Palatai, it's time to rise like an elephant, Mashemeneko Paluadabala, edify yourself, take hold of the strength, the supply of grace, the supply of energies and strength from the Spirit. To build yourself up, you are saying, Holy Spirit, I connect your strength. I receive from you in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm attacked.
Psalms, he said that, when you speak, Oh, you who hears and answer prayer, unto you shall all flesh come. Do you know why? Because prayer is one of the mechanisms designed for mortal men, the beings of the flesh. So long as we are in this flesh, we will need prayer to connect to the supply of the Spirit, to sustain our relationship, our lifeline with God. Hallelujah. That's why the book of Luke now says, Men ought always to pray. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. So we know that God is here. He who hears and answers prayers is here. Hallelujah. Psalm 65. That 
was where I was quoting. Verse 2 says, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. When he's talking about prayer, in relation to God, and you are looking at mortals, you are looking at the beings that are in the flesh. Hallelujah. So even as we've come here, our spirit must call to his spirit. Hallelujah. Our souls to God. Our flesh to God. In a place of prayer, all of our being must long for God. In the place of fellowship, all of us, everything within us must call unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless us. In just about 30 seconds, you want to pray a short prayer? Yes, Lord. Let me not leave you at the same. Grant me an encounter by your word. As short as this meeting is going to be, Lord, grant me an encounter through your word. Let me not leave you the same. In the name of Jesus, speak to me. Speak to me. Give me a word in season, a special word that will transform me. A special word from which I will get Rima for the journey. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your voice. Talk to God. Let me not leave here the same. Let me not leave the same way I came. For your word says, you spoke your word. You spoke it with Heavenly Father, even as I have come to your Oh God, let me encounter you in a special way. Let me see you in a new light. Let me receive a word in season that would change me, that would change my life forever. That would change my life forever. Give me a word tonight. Give me a word tonight. For your word has made me understand. Whenever you have a move in the lives of people, your word is going forth. Heavenly Father, let your word go forth in my life tonight. In the name of Jesus, let me not be the same. 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 Fresh word, oh God. Word in season. Word in season. Word in season. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Open my ears to hear from you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Speak to my spirit, minister unto me a word in season, a word to transform me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Speak to me, Lord. Reveal your heart, reveal your will. God bless us for joining. You are all welcome once again. It's always an honor to be in the presence of the Most High God. I want to say once again congratulations to every one of us for making it this far in this month of June and for flourishing day after day. Flourishing in your spirituality, flourishing in your souls because we know that the level of our prosperity is tied to how much our souls or our the kind of prosperity we will experience outwardly this depends on the inward prosperity of our souls congratulations for flourishing in your finances congratulations for flourishing in divine ideas 
congratulations for all round fruitfulness and flourishing. I pray that after this meeting, God will increase you yet more and more. In Jesus' name, Amen. in the last part of our series on the exposition of the exposition of our theme for this month which is what who knows our theme for this month if you know it I want you to type it into the comment box and fruitfulness yeah. hallelujah <laughs> but unfortunately you are not going to be able to copy from <laughs> on this app So the previous session, we went deeper into looking at the anchor scripture, what it meant to flourish, what it meant to be fruitful. Hallelujah. And we said in this session, we shall be looking at some of the characteristics of the palm tree and if possible, the cedars of Lebanon. But before we start looking at these, I think that's, a, that's going to be the bulky part of our teaching for today. Looking at the qualities of the palm tree and the cities of Lebanon, to which the Bible likens the prosperity of the righteous or those that be planted in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, are we okay with the background music? Are we okay with the background music? If it's too loud, you let me know. Alright, thank you. 
Now, when Bible says, thank you for helping us with the anchor scripture, Psalm 92, please could you help me with the verse 12 all through to 14. Psalm 92, the verse 12 through to 14. Thank you, ministers. Redeemed, David, and winning. The Bible says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court of our God. It's talking about planting, planting, planting. It says, They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. Which version is that? <laughs> King James says fat and flourishing. The previous version says fresh and flourishing. Sasan, you're welcome. God bless you for staying. Hallelujah. And KJV, okay, okay. Okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The word that the Bible uses for blessed. Let me draw a quick link here. When the Bible is talking about the righteous flourishing, like the cedar of Lebanon, being fruitful even in old age and being fat and flourishing the Bible is actually talking about what the Bible is talking about the blessings of the Lord upon the righteous them that are planted hallelujah not the visitors not the visitors now what is a blessing the word blessing is coming from the Hebrew Matthews, which means to be happy. Do you see why, why happiness is a blessing? Happiness is the absence of anything that makes you unhappy or that makes you sad. So for the fact that you are happy, it's a blessing. The fact that you are joyful, it's a blessing. The word Macarius also means which which is the word blessed it also means spiritually and materially prosperous with life and health spiritually and materially prosperous with life and health what is life without good health what is life without good health that is why jesus said i have come that we would you would have life jesus came that we will have life and have it abundantly he's saying that life overflowing life ever increasing life that has in its life that has in its accompaniment good health to match so you are not blessed you are not truly blessed until your blessing cuts across all planes spiritually soulishly and bodily 
So it's cutting across both the spiritual plane and the physical plane. Hallelujah. Now we looked at 3 John 3, 2. Did I say 3 John 3, 2? The book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. And we said that it read that beloved i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers i wish above all things we said that the all things means that prosperity has a bearing on a lot of things and so money having abundance of wealth alone does not connote prosperity or does not make the equation of prosperity complete. I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul prospers. So you can't be talking about flourishing. You can't be talking about fruitfulness. And fatness without what? Having a bearing on your health. Your soul. Your spirituality because these are all blessings of the lord that make rich and he has no sorrows to it some people are rich in happiness when you take happiness as one of the blessings of the lord people are rich in it others are poor in happiness others have don't have it at all they are bankrupt so when you take that indicator people are not prosperous in happiness there are those who are so joyful, their joy is abounding more and more in Christ every now and then. And there are those who are not joyful at all. So they are not prosperous as far as the joy of the Lord is concerned. And Bible says that the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking or it's not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So if you are lacking in joy, it's a sign that something is miss missing in your prosperity equation as far as the blessing of god is concerned in your life if you have sorrow you can trace and realize that the enemy is at work in some part of your life hallelujah now third john says that please can you add the verse three of third john The verse 3 of 3 John. I wish you add the one and two. It says, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Now, this is a secret for the verse 2. This is a secret. John is giving us the secret to the verse 2 that says that beloved i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers how come they began to prosper and be in health how come they were prospering 
for, 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 for John, the apostle, to now wish that they prosper yet more and more because the truth was in them and they were walking in it. Galatians, I think Galatians 5, verse 24. So it says that if ye therefore live in the spirit, walk ye in the spirit. It's one thing to live in, in the spirit because all believers who have been born again have been born into the spirit. That is why Bible says we live in Jesus, we move in Jesus, and in Him we have our being. We exist in Him, we function in Him, and our entire being is consistent, consistent. The bounds of our being is still in Him. 5 verse 25, thank you. It is possible to live in the Spirit and not walk in the Spirit. It is possible to know the, the truth and not walk in the truth. So John now says, for I rejoiced greatly. Why? Because he knew that they were towing. They were towing the path of fruitfulness and prosperity. Do you know why many people are not getting prosperous or flourishing? It's because... It's because they are not planted. Anybody who knows the truth... And it's not working in it is not yet planted in the house of the lord knowing the truth and not working in it is a sign that we are not planted in the house of the lord we are not truly planted and properly planted in god and your where you are planted is your source your nourishment comes from your source where you draw nutrients for the tree of your life to flourish to bear fruits is from your source So without a true and proper connection to your source, there is no fruitfulness. The display of the fruits on a tree is the glory of the tree. And that glory is an expression of the fertility, the stability, the consistency of the supply of the nutrients from the ground, the earth. The soil on which that tree is planted. Hallelujah. So, people of God, the truth is one aspect we have to check if we are working in it to be sure that we are connected to our source and to be able to be sure that we are planted in the house of the Lord. Amen. Now, two types of riches to flourish in. Number one, material riches. And then number two, spiritual riches. Please somebody help us with Luke chapter 16 and verse 11. Oh please let's 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 start from the verse 9. The verse 9 to 13. Luke 
16 verse 9 to 13. All right. Bible says that And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon which who will commit to your trust the true riches alum you're welcome god bless you for joining us i realize you're calling in you want to join you want to speak you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that we are able we will sing of the goodness of god somebody say yes somebody say amen let's sing it all i love your voice i love your voice if ye have not been faithful oh my god therefore if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to your trust the true riches so we want to contrast the two types of riches spiritual riches and material riches money is in the realm of material riches And that is why we have to understand the world's concept of prosperity and God's concept of prosperity. So now, material riches best suits the world's concept of prosperity. We are talking about material riches. You are talking about money, possession prestige fame influence resources building and all of these things they are all in the material realm and these are riches that have no bearing in eternity on the day that jesus shall have appeared the day jesus would have appeared what is going to happen is that we are not going to be judged based on how much material riches we accumulated but how much of the true riches the true riches talks of christian virtues the sacrifices the prayers these are the the, the true riches that we amount we amass in the kingdom of god anytime you give here on earth Though it ends you a reward, Bible says, "Give and it shall be given unto you." A reward of a return. The Bible says, "It shall be given unto you." What shall be given unto you may not necessarily be money. You may give money, but money will not necessarily come back to you. 
God may multiply the years of your life. God may turn it into deliverance from accident. God may turn it into addition of time or God may give you favor in place of any of these things. As for that, it is in God's own discretion. Yours is to give and it shall be given unto you. But we understand that every giving also ends as a reward in heaven. True riches. Now some of us may not understand. I want us to take I want to take us to the book of Peter. Help us with Second Peter chapter one. The verse three. Come on, sing with me in one voice. To nine. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. To nine. We want to look at the true riches. The reason why some people can be poor in spirit. Is because they lack these riches of the goodness of God. As for the material riches, <laughs> I know that if I'm to ask us to number, all right, I want especially the King James. Yes, God bless us, Minister Redeemed, Minister Eben, Minister Winning, Minister David. It says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now listen, God's divine power has given unto you all things, everything, including that which pertains to fruitfulness and flourishing. Bible says all things that pertain to life and godliness. And in a certain one of our teachings earlier in the year, we looked at how or what the scripture meant. How that God has given us things that pertain to life. And there are also things that pertain to godliness and all of these things are embedded in the knowledge of him who has called us it is embedded in the knowledge of him who calls and it's for those who have been called unto glory and virtue so if you've not been called you can't be a partaker and if you're a partaker and you have no knowledge it will at best remain a spiritual reality it can become a physical materiality a, a physical real a physical reality or materiality even though god's divine power has given unto us things that pertain unto life and godliness bible says these things are through the knowledge of him who has called us unto glory and virtue so even in the month of flourishing and fruitfulness if we fail to abound in knowledge to acquire knowledge and the principles that make for flourishing in the kingdom which we have already learned that was the first thing i taught us as led by the holy spirit the keys of thanksgiving the presence of giving and all of that 
Bible says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. To be a partaker of the divine nature means that we've come or to be partakers of the divine nature means we've come to the place where we are reflecting God. People see truth in God and they see truth in us. They see diligence in God. They see diligence in us. We means we are partaking of God accurately and by our partaking we are able to reflect God. So people don't have to meet God or encounter God who cannot be approached and who has never been seen. They only have to see us and they see the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Whereby are given unto us great, exceeding great and precious promises that by this we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. It is this same corruption that makes the world though somebody in the world may flourish may build success may build wealth eventually it is not good success at all last because eventually it is destined to corrupt but uh, why is it destined to corrupt because these people have not been called they don't have they can't be partakers of god's divine nature and they don't have that which it takes to sustain true riches As for us we have escaped it says and beside thee this giving all diligence out virtue please we are looking at the true riches and beside this giving all diligence at your faith virtue diligence virtue and to virtue knowledge knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity for if these things be in you and abound so we can grow in these things you can grow in faith you can grow in patience you can grow in temperance you can grow in godliness if they abound they make you that ye shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and it is in this knowledge we are able to what prosper and express his divinity hallelujah all our life you have been so so good with every breath that we are able we will sing of the goodness of God. And all our lives you have been faithful. Testimony to the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. God bless you, say EO. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you. Oh, your mercy never fails me. 
So the world's concept of prosperity is a function of money, position, prestige, fame, influence, resources, buildings, and all material things you can talk of. But when it comes to Christianity, Bible talks of the true riches. And Bible says that Jesus told his disciples, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous moment, who shall commit unto you the true riches? So your fruitfulness and abundance, they will extend to we flourish as a people. Is tested and tried by the little resources that God gives us. The little money you had. How did you manage and appropriate the money as a steward of the resources or the blessings of God? You have me through the fire in the darkest night. You I've known you as a father. Yes. Do you know one, one of the number one rule of stewardship? The number one rule of stewardship is that you are accountable. That is the rule of accountability. You are accountable for all and yet you own nothing. So the money that God has given you, the wealth, the riches, they are in your care. You are only a steward. I am a steward. I don't own them. They've only been entrusted to my care. And for that matter, I will be accountable. Even though I don't own them, I will be held accountable. And that is when at the day or on the day of reckoning and accountability, Jesus told his disciples, you can make your, yourself friends of the unrighteous moment. But if I deem you unfruitful, unfaithful, I am not going to hand over to you the riches. I'm not going to commit, you are, you are not worthy of the true riches. Hallelujah. Please help us with Revelation chapter 3 verse 17. Your goodness is running it's running out to me. With my life down, I surrender. I give you everything. Your goodness is running out to me. It's running out to me. It says, Because thou sayest, I am rich. Thou sayest, This is not. You see, Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. First Timothy 2.15, right? Study to show yourself approved unto what? God. So the approval from God. Men may hail you. Oh, you are, you, you are able to give deep, deep insights in the word of God. I like the way God is able to use it to expose scriptures. Man of God, you see deep. Forensic prophecy. It's only the applause of men. And woe to you. Woe to you. Justification is from God. Bible says that is why Bible says that our defense also is from God. Because He's the one who has called us. 
So in Romans 8 verse 31 or 37, it says, Who shall lay a charge to God's elect? It is the Lord that justifieth. So it is, it is a very dangerous thing to work for God, to be Christian, and to be seeking approval from what? From God and from, from men. The final endorsement, the most important endorsement, the best of all endorsements is that which comes from God. You may be doing anything as a, a Christian and have the disapproval of all the people at your workplace, only the approval of two out of maybe 50 people. So far as you are with God, that is majority. That is, uh, that is majority. You may be in ministry, host a podcast, a show, and all that you gather is just three people, five people. But so long as you know that you are working and living and operating by the tenets of the word of God. Beloved, Bible says that the foundation, says surely the foundation of the Lord standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are his. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Our approval is unto God first. And when God has approved of us, he is the one who gives us approval before men. So we may consider ourselves rich. We may consider ourselves having arrived. Major prophet, titles upon titles. But it comes from God. It comes from God. The true riches approval endorsement comes from god and whom god has blessed god has endorsed god has approved there is no man on earth anywhere on earth no matter how powerful that man is there is no man anywhere that can disapprove or fail to endorse such a person Hallelujah. So this was a message to the church in Laodicea. The church in Laodicea. You know, if you read the preceding verses, they, 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 they had amassed a lot for themselves. They thought that they had achieved a lot by their own works and righteousness. But God now tells them that God tells the angel to write unto them says because thou sayest i am rich and increase with goods listen it it wasn't it wasn't a lie this wasn't false it was true they were rich they were increased in goods and we looked at the meaning of the word to actually makarios we said that the word to be blessed which is makarios actually means to be happy spiritually and materially also prosperous with life and health blessings are passed apart so they were indeed what rich i am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched listen now this is when, when you want to view this same church in the lens of god or through the lens of god this is what you're going to see and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked how come then that they didn't know that they were naked miserable poor and wretched 
because the standard of measurement was wrong. Hallelujah. God bless us for listening. Please add the verse 18. Want to contrast? Want to contrast? The verse 18 of Revelation 3. Amen, David. It says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Anytime you see gold, it's talking about that which is divine. Gold in the Bible is symbolic of that which is divine or that which is of divinity or divinity itself. Gold that is refined or tried in fire that thou mayest be rich. He says, I want to give you of myself and white raiment, righteousness, garment that is spotless so that please my tree is not very good so <laughs> pardon me that thou mayest be clothed why because they were naked and they didn't even know and before the eyes of the other churches they were healed it says and that the shame of thy nakedness do, do not appear and anoint thy eyes with eyes out that thou mayest see why why did they think themselves to be rich? It says, Thou sayest that thou art. Because thou sayest, I am rich. Because you were blind. You couldn't see. You need eyes out. So if these things, we, read, we just read 2 Peter 1. If these things abound in you, or dwell in you and abound in you, you will be what? You'll be rich, lacking nothing, whole and entire. Hallelujah. All our lives, you have been faithful. And all our lives, you have been so, so good. Oh, Jesus. With every breath that we are able, we will sing. Of the goodness of God, Likobahoshai. In all our lives, you have been faithful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelation 3 verse 18. Have you added the 18 for us? Okay, thank you, Minister Winnie. He says, I counsel thee, I counsel thee, I adjudge thee by God to buy of me gold dried in the fire. The latter part says that and anoint thine eyes with eyes of that thou mayest see so that the plank the veil of deception the scale of deception 
that obstructs our view from seeing and being able to examine ourselves right, rightly, will be taken off. Because in these days, many Christians are going to grow self-righteous because of seducing spirit. First Timothy, Second Timothy chapter three talks about that. So good with every breath that we are able. Oh Jesus, we will sing of the goodness of God. See, money cannot buy you anointing or health. These are from God. Money can buy convenience, it can buy you comfort, it can buy you a house, it can buy you time, even in some cases. But money cannot buy you divine health. These are the true riches. It says, buy of me gold tried in the fire. Hallelujah. Now, Bible says that the, the righteous shall be what? They, they shall flourish. They that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall be fat and flourish. They shall flourish like the cedars of Lebanon. One of the facts I discovered about the cedars of Lebanon is that they never start bearing fruit or flowers until they are at age 30. Until they are 30 years, they don't begin to flourish. Do you know what that means? Because at the beginning, when I started meditating on this scripture, I started asking myself, why? You see, God likens, likens the believer to many creatures in different parts of the Bible when he wants to reveal, depending on the nature or the character, the attributes he wants to highlight or put across. If he's talking about strength, he uses the ox. If he's talking about vision, he uses the eagle. If he's talking about strength in flight, endurance, he even uses the eagle. Waiting. The ego. When he's talking about stubbornness, being obstinate and strong, strong-willed, he uses the goat. He uses the sheep, the sheep, for 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 shepherding or sheep that can be shepherded. People can be shepherded. And Bible makes no mistake in these analogies and symbolisms. When Abraham was going to sacrifice his son Isaac, after God told him in Genesis 22, he says, Take now thy son, thy only son, go up to a mount where I will show, I will show you and offer him up there as a sacrifice. The Bible says that when he got there and the voice, God tested the credibility of his heart, vetted his motive and realized that this man is a man who is matured, is a man who is ready indeed for my blessing. He said, Stay now thy hand, Abraham, for there, um, there under... Uh, under the shade is ram whose horn has been caught in the ticket he says i didn't want your son i wanted you to know now the ram there was even symbolic of something in the new testament the horn which is the strength of that ram caught in a ticket representing humanity is also another symbolism so what the bible is saying by likening the believer to the flourishing of them that are planted in the house of the Lord to the cities of Lebanon is that the Bible is saying that 
I want to mature. I want to mature you or allow you to subject yourself to the processes of maturity and to come up of maturity before that I hand over you. I start making you bear fruits. Because I don't want you to be like the immature prodigal son who came to me as a father for their portion or for his portion of the inheritance and left and went to squander it upon unnecessary things through lavish living maturity God cannot trust an immature person with the true riches that is why daily as we go along he, he tests us in many ways with little things especially the monies we have the small small monies that come our way how much are you able to give to support the work of God? When you see people in need, how much are you able to support? What percentage of money do you spend on Christian materials compared to your own personal beauty products? If you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who shall commit unto you the true riches is a sign of immaturity. God is saying that I cannot. Because it will destroy you. I love you too much. At the end of the day, like the prodigal son, you may not even come back. You may not even return unto him. For the prodigal son, he was fortunate. The Bible says that he came to himself. I believe that it was the working of the Holy Spirit, the message of God. He came to himself. Because riches are deceitful. Bible talks about the deceitfulness of riches. That's why it says when riches increase, don't trust in them. In the parable of the sower, Matthew 13 verse 22 or Mark 4 19, you can see it there. Prosperity and riches. You see, Bible says the rich man's wealth or prosperity is his defense. The way riches can make you feel so comfortable and confer upon you a certain level of authority. So much so that you think that you have arrived. You want to lord it over people. If you're not careful, if you're not careful, the virtues of good of God in you, the true riches of the virtues of God, patience, humility, long suffering, endurance, all these things will be tested by the money or the riches that wealth has come, the, the riches or wealth that has been conferred on you. And if you are not truly grounded, it will expose the immaturity. Bible says, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the loss of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. So if you are not matured, these things will choke. And that's the reason why God is not going to permit the release of your inheritance, of flourishing, and fruitfulness to you at the level which you've gotten to until you come up of stature so tonight i believe that one of the messages of the spirit to every one of us here is come up hither let us grow through the knowledge of him 
who has called us unto glory and virtue. So money and material things are mere trials or they are tests of our faithfulness in the true riches. Don't forget that the Bible says in the book, in the, um, um, the verse earlier, was it Luke 18 or Luke 13? It says that if you have been unfaithful in unrighteous mammon, who shall commit unto you the true riches? Mammon and all material blessings that come with mammon or that can be acquired through the unrighteous mammon, they all serve as tests. And in these days, God is still looking for men whom he can trust, men and women who are planted in the house of God, not visitors, not men who are connected to him all right, but whose motives are wrong. I want to prove to that my uncle who didn't take care of me that yes, I, I can also become rich and I will show his children. They also come to me for help. No, that's wrong motive. You may be matured all right, but that motive is ungodly. So with all God has endowed you, anytime you get or receive money, ask yourself, how can I multiply it unto God for the sake of the kingdom? The moment you begin asking yourself questions like this, the moment you begin thinking this way, God now sees that my son, my daughter is coming up with maturity because they want to use all that they have for the kingdom. They want to use all that they have for the kingdom. How can I multiply the wealth and the riches that I have, that God has entrusted me? And that is a mark of true stewardship, mature stewardship. Matured stewardship. Now, this is one thing that the Holy Spirit drew my attention to. Um, on Monday, when I was preparing to, to take us through the second session of the exposition, that God didn't liken our prosperity and flourishing to a Bible character, or like Abraham, or an angel in heaven, or a mentor, but rather he employed the characteristic of his creation. Somebody can you help us with Romans chapter 1 verse 20? He employed one of his creations to reveal or to liken, to reveal the kind of prosperity, the nature of that prosperity and the extent of that prosperity which he wants to convey or confer upon us. He employs the nature or the palm tree and the cedars of Lebanon. Hallelujah. So that's going to take us shortly to some of the truth, the facts about the palm tree. Romans 1 verse 20, God bless us, minister, Aben, winning and redeem. It says, for the invisible things, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. Listen, he's saying that 
if you want to understand the things that exist in the realms of the spirit, even though you might not, God might have not have opened your eyes to see in the other realm before. But if you want to see, if you want to also go beyond seeing to, and understand, then those things can be seen and understood from the very visible things around you. If you want to know that If I'm not careful, I might take too much time. It says that even, it says being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power, you can understand the power of God, his, ma his majesty. Look at how the sun rises and how it sets and how the sun never fails to rise, never fails to set. Doesn't that amaze you? His eternal power and the Godhead himself. You want to understand the Trinity? You don't have to. You don't. You don't need to go to school, Bible school, or you don't need a theologian. You can just use the simple water, water, and how it exists in many states. The fundamental elements of its composition remain the same. Two atoms of hydrogen, one atom of oxygen, and yet, irrespective of the state that it. It exists. It's the same thing. You can understand the Godhead, the Trinity, by these visible things that are created. So that invisible aspect of his nature can be understood even by that. That is what God is saying. So that we are without excuse. Hallelujah. So that we are without excuse. With every breath that we are able we will sing of the goodness of God you can't be with any excuse to fail to understand that Jesus is coming soon because he likened even his coming to the fig tree he says that just like when summer is approaching you begin to see you see the the fig tree shedding forth its look it is leaves in in matthew chapter 24 he said you see the fig tree shedding its leaves the same way when you see these signs know that the coming of the son of man is near the invisible things they are understood by the invisible things his creation all our lives you are so so good with every breath that we can master we will sing of the goodness of God your goodness is running after it's running after us so, so, yeah, We want to look at a few characteristics of the palm tree. Hmm. You want, if I want to do exposition on that scripture, the Romans 1 verse 20, <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm, I'm very certain that we, we may have to have a, a, a fourth session of this exposition, but I want to end it here because the month will be ending very soon and we have to have other series of teachings to amen and other prayer meetings, amen. Now, let's look at some of the features or characteristics of the palm tree. Why would God liken... Please, can someone help us with Psalm 92, the verse 12 through 14, once more. Psalm 92, verse 12 through 14, one more time. Why would God liken the flourishing of the believer to the palm tree? Because number one, the palm tree is evergreen. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3, it says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the, uns- of the scornful. But the Bible says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, okay, God bless you. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, the rivers of water. Please, that is not my emphasis, but this is the emphasis that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Flourishing. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Evergreen tree. The palm tree is evergreen, irrespective of the place, the time, the season, the time of year. It is always evergreen. Hallelujah. Then, oh, God bless you, Minister Eben. The verse 4 now says, The ungodly are not so. We saw that in Psalm 37, where we read the other time. The wicked who flourished like, who, was, who flourished and became green like the bay tree. David said that he went and he searched for him. And then what? That man was not. And he says that, Mark the righteous man. Mark the perfect man, behold upright, for the end of that man is peace. The end of that man is the shalom of God. In the shalom of God, there is prosperity. In the shalom of God, there is joy. In the shalom of God, there is abundance. The word shalom goes beyond peace. We use it in a very shallow sense. When you say shalom, shalom, shalom people of God, Shalom, dear believer. Just like the, the Muslims say, Wa salam alaikum. They greet themselves with that. It is beyond just peace. Oh, my life. Palm trees have a green. It doesn't shed its leaves like other trees do. It's not affected by seasons. Number two, the palm tree is one of the few trees that never burns. The whole forest can be on fire. The palm tree may only sustain burns, but it will never burn. Just give it a few days and it begins to sprout again. The shoot will give off again. And its wood cannot be used for fire. Its wood can never be used for fire. Bible talks about the wicked. 
them that refuse to obey the command of God. Bible says that they shall be guarded and it shall be cut, cast into the lake of fire where they will burn. The righteous who is planted in the house of God will never get to that extent. Hallelujah. Number three. Palm tree cannot be grafted. What it means that as a people of God, you can only maintain one person as your source, which is God. For you to flourish, you can you cannot employ. You, you want to taste here a little. You want to consult malam and voodoo and still have God. No, you can't combine them. The moment you try grafting a palm tree, it will die. That is one of the things that makes palm tree very unique from all other trees whereas you can graft orange you can graft mango you can graft so many other trees so you see you can have a, a, a mango tree and you are you see a bit of orange growing by it you see a bit of tangerine you are going to see a bit of um uh, maybe some of these citrus fruits other fruit grafted into it one tree one tree having other the stems or branches of other trees grafted into it so that it begins to bear many fruits at the same time. No. The palm tree does not allow, allow that. God and God alone is our source. God and God alone is the source of them that are planted in the house of God. The righteous ones. When things are working, you are looking up to God and God alone. When things are not working, you are still looking up to God and God alone. They that be planted. David was planted. That is, that is why he said, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help. My help. It comes from where? My source. My help cometh from the Lord. My God. Or the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. In times when things are not certain, where do you look? Do you wish to be grafted? Or you know that it is impossible. So you have to only look up to one and one source only, which is God. Hallelujah. The next quality, palm trees thrive in tropical areas. They grow in any weather condition. Their roots are very deep. So even in places where water is scarce at the shallow level of the land, they are able to go deeper and get water. So they are evergreen. And they will thrive even in the tropics where there is abundance of sunshine and sometimes very hard or arid harsh or arid weather condition they will still grow so your inner life as a believer is affected by your source not your outward circumstances or your external conditions if you are connected truly to your source they that be planted they that be planted they that be planted 
You cannot be grafted. Refuse to be grafted. I, Samuel, refuse to be grafted. I refuse to be grafted to the world or to any other source other than God. God is my source. God is my all. God is my all in all. Can you help us with some one to one? The verses one to four. Some one to one verses one to four. Your goodness is running after. Kopala da brandi Hashem. I will lift up my eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth, heaven and earth. My help, your help, beloved, your help, it comes from God. God can work through your uncle by your help, it comes from God. He may do it through your mother, but that help comes from God. He may do it through your grandfather, but that help, it still comes from God. God is your source. He is ultimately the source. You may see me do it for you, but you must still recognize God as the source. Bible says that he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. We have, a, we have an anchor. We have an anchor which keeps the sto- our souls steadfast and sure. While every billow rolls, while every storm, raging storm beats against the boats of our lives, we have an anchor. This, oh my God. Let's move on. Now happiness is, can be a result of happenings around you. Happiness is usually the result of happenings around you. It comes from the things that happen around you. But joy is a function. Joy is a product of the spirit. Irrespective of what good thing is happening to you or what good thing is not happening to you. You are joyful. Palm trees thrive in tropical areas because their roots are deep. All conditions, they survive. So that is not the area that determines its, its, its condition. The external condition is not what determines how well it grows, how well it flourishes. No. God is saying that people who want to flourish should have this kind of mindset, this attitude. These are the beatitudes of the palm tree. Let me just end here. Palm tree, the palm trees also bands. Palm trees are also able to break bands or limitations. 
Hallelujah. Palm trees break limitations or bands. Of all trees, many trees, when they are tied or you put a rope or a chain around their way, the girth or the stem, Earlier this year, we went for missions in the northern part of Ghana for some days. While we were there, I remember on one of the sessions, we were coming from a training after evangelism in one of, some of the remote villages. We went for a training session, we were coming, and then I, I looked and I saw a tree. It was a neem tree, and there was a fence just passing by the neem tree, and interestingly, the fence from afar looked like it was it was just passing by the neem tree it was wired close to the neem tree but interestingly it wasn't by the neem tree it had grown into the neem tree in fact the neem tree had rather grown into the fence so that now the fence or the wire goes was in the neem tree i looked i stopped got closer and beheld the sight beheld it looked at it over and over again and i asked the man of god that how did this happen and he said that many many years ago in 2003 that was when that fence was built that, that neem tree stood there only as a little tree but over the years it's now 2023 about 20 years down the line it has grown and instead of pushing the fence or the wire goes away it actually grew through the wire goes Beloved, you and I are not like that tree. We are like the palm tree. Do you know what the palm, the palm tree would have done? Whereas the neem tree was growing through the fence, the palm tree would have broken it or pushed it away. When you tie the palm tree with any chain, it's just a matter of time. Give that palm tree that is what the Bible means by the yoke shall be broken by virtue of what? The anointing or the fatness. Your growth, your knowledge, your increasing in knowledge. It shall break certain you. You see, coming to Christ is your ultimate deliverance from bondage. Coming to Christ is your ultimate freedom from bondage. But growing in Christ delivers you from a whole lot of captivities and other bondages that are in your life you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free you tie the palm tree you just give it time set any kind of rope or or, or bandage or chain around the palm tree and give it time let it grow it will never grow through it it will grow and grow and keep pushing it until the chain or the that band just gives way it breaks loose that is what the bible is saying that you and i must become psalm 92 they that be planted in the house of the lord shall flourish in the courts of our god it says they shall flourish like the palm tree so in a depressing economy when people are complaining because you are connected to your source you are planted You also break. You break out on all sides. On the left, you are breaking out. On the on the right, you are breaking out. 
in front of you behind you are breaking out why because he whom you are connected the god that you have made your source bible says you would increase my greatness and comfort me on every side thou would increase my greatness and comfort me on every side your source is capable of supplying you with all nourishment with all nutrients with all the air that you need with all the water that you need so that gradually from day to day from time to time he says that in that day there is a day coming a particular day and in that day his yoke shall be taken off of your neck and he says that his his burden shall be lifted off of your neck and then his yoke the oh my god help me isaiah 10 verse 27 he says in that day his burden shall be lifted from off of you and the yoke from off of off of your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed by virtue of the anointing or the fatness the fatness your growth the bands will break you will flourish so you may be trying everything and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be lifted or his burden shall be taken away from off of your shoulder of thy shoulder and his yoke from thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing the bands are able to break when we persistently consistently connect aggressively to our, our god acknowledging acknowledging god as our source hallelujah in that day Let's look at some facts about the cedars of Lebanon. You know, the cedars of Lebanon, they can reach, like um, Minister Eben said the other time, they can reach up to 130 feet above the ground, or that is about 39 to 40 meters in height. And the trunk can also increase up to 6 feet or 2 meters in diameter. That makes it a real mighty tree. Somebody in 30 seconds bless the name of the Lord. Energize your spirit. So the cedars of Lebanon are able to even grow. I want to talk about their longevity. I've spoken 
a little bit about them. I want to go about, I want to go to the longevity of the cities of Lebanon. Who to grow, be even, and live beyond 1,000 years. They live in excess of 1,000 years. The cities of Lebanon. Please, can you help me with, I want you to be posting that scripture over and over again. Psalm 92, verse 12 through 14. They that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall flourish like the cedars of Lebanon. Your prosperity becomes transgenerational. It becomes long-lasting and transgenerational. It is not short-lived because it is good success. It is that which has the approval of God, that which God has smiled on. There are, there, there are many people's successes or the successes of many people that God has turned his face away from. Why do you think that the psalmist often prays, Lord, turn your face to me, cause your countenance to shine upon me? The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bring, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Hallelujah. Now, the city of Lebanon is also resilient against diseases and parasites. It's a very tough tree. So he's saying that in flourishing, I make you tough. Because people will talk against you. People will intentionally come and then set fire. They will try to, to, to set fire or set up electrical faults in your, in your shop, that company, so that the company can come down, can bend down in a matter of one night. But I will toughen you up through spiritual warfare. I will give you a prayer life so that every day, consistently, you will be on your guard. You will be able to watch and pray so that these calamities will not befall you. I will make you resilient against diseases and parasites. It can withstand both extremes of the weather scale as well as resist many pests and diseases. Rainy season is able to withstand. In a dry season, it still withstands. The next quality, the shape of the cedar adapts to its environment adaptability adaptability and creativity so in a, in a typical forest setting the cedar of lebanon typically grows pointy and straight branches pointy and straight branches that however in a more open and free environment its majestic foliage covers more horizontal spaces so when when the space looks restricted it's still able to survive it's still able to survive adapts its branches the direction of his growth he's saying that i'll make you able to withstand a lot of adversity but i'll still make you adaptable adaptable the next thing is, it does not flower before the age 30. I even said this earlier. You know one thing about Jesus? 
Joseph and David, they all never started fulfilling life or their ministries until they were 30. That has been my personal, one of my personal goals in life. In the Jewish culture, 30 is the, the age that is considered the age of maturity because by that time, you would have gone through several phases and seasons of life. So Jewish young men are not made to rush anything in life. They learn the skills, they learn the culture and tradition. Some of them enlist or as much as possible, almost everyone is groomed and trained for war. But life and life in public begins at 30. And it seems to me like it is, it is a law in the Bible and in the spirit. Many who have rushed have gone ahead of God and the repercussions have been fatal. Remember that depths beget height. Depths beget height. So the cedar will spend a lot of time preparing its root system in order to later concentrate on its shoot system. It's the shoot system that the flourishing the fruitfulness and the manifestation is all tied. Hallelujah. It's like the bamboo tree. Why would a tree grow for 30 years? It seems like it's a waste. You should, somebody, somebody might even cut it off. This tree is wasting my time and just cut it off. But after it has started bearing fruit for 30 years, it's able to live up to 1,000 years and beyond. Can you imagine that? And you benefit from it every now and then. Longevity, good success. People want to have, they want to be seen. They want to have a prayer life. They want to have a ministry. When they don't have foundations, how much have you studied? How much have you prayed? How much have you allowed yourself to be trained? ourselves to process and we are properly planted so you can be planted though but if you are not like the cedar of Lebanon how is the planting of the cedar of Lebanon like the roots are deep when it is maturing it takes up to 30 years before it starts to flourish so God says that you have to go through process day after day we have to go through process Jesus made his first public appearance at age 30. That was when he started his ministry. Proper. Joseph became king or governor at 30. David king at 30. Even God had to delay the training of some people like Moses. Moses was called at age 40. our final session anyway I pray can someone help us with Matthew chapter 5 verse 5 God's concept of fruitfulness Joyce Meyer started her ministry at 40 
Today, how many of us don't know about Joyce Meyer? How many of us have not heard about Joyce Meyer? She started at 40, 40 years. You can go and, you can, from here, you can go and read her, maybe anything, her profile on Google or any of her biographies. And in just a matter of about five years, even Benny Hinn started his ministry, though he, 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 had, he had a constant relationship with God, he started ministry proper, very late. roots stronger foundations blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth may God help us all in Jesus mighty name may God bless his word rain the showers of divine enlightenment and grace upon it may enlighten the eyes of understanding and grant us grace to be doers not hearers only to make his word a light unto our path a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path in the name of jesus hallelujah beloved lift your voice just give him thanks in two minutes for what he has done one minute one minute Thank God for the word. Thank Him for the enlightenment. Thank Him for a fruitful month already. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Thank we bless you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for enlightenment. For feeding us, Lord. For enlightenment. We thank you, Jesus. Thank we adore you lord in the name of jesus in the name of jesus oh what a moment it has been in your presence God bless you and keep you. Oh, your mercy May He cause His countenance to shine upon you. Oh, May He be gracious God. to you and grant you peace. Held in your May He establish your goings. May He deliver you that on all fronts. Until I lay May He show you favor. I grant you abundant grace to be fruitful in all, all good things. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. Let's sing it all in one voice. You are blessed. Go and prosper. Go and be fruitful. Go and rule in the midst of your enemies. In Jesus' name. Amen. People of God, I love you all. God bless you for staying through to the end. 
We meet here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Friday, we shall be having our family gathering. Please write down all your testimonies. All the testimonies, everything since we started this podcast, our prayers, everything God has done for you. Number them. Count your blessings. Number them. Name them one after the other. We shall be testifying. We shall have moments. We shall break bread together, share fellowship, and thank God for all the things he has done so that our testimonies will unlock doors of greater blessings unto us. Hallelujah. All blessings cutting across spiritual growth, transformation, um, promotions, jobs, divine ideas, traveling, everything. Everything. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. We shall meet again on Friday at 22.30 GMT or UTC. Until then, keep burning for Jesus. Stay in grace and talk to somebody about Jesus. Bye, 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 bye. All my life you have been faithful. All my life.